You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. This is Maddie, your musical co-host of the Voluntary Vixens podcast, joined as usual by my co-host, Jesse. What's up? <laughs> so, Jesse and I are alone today, which is odd. Honestly, like, you know, this is how we started. This is this is the inception of our podcast, but um, ever since uh, we hit the ground running in January, I think we've had a guest like every single recording, right? Yeah, pretty much. Well, wow. here we are um towards the end of July and it's just us hanging out again. <laughs> yep. We've got plenty of um stuff still up our sleeves and some people were slating for August, but honestly, it was a nice uh break and you know, listeners, we appreciate you being along for the ride. Um whenever you get to catch up and check in with us, but us having a break was super important. Like, Jesse just got a new job. My job has been kind of killing me. And so, you know, something I think we stress mm-hmm. generally is uh, how important mental health is. And, um, you know, we're not excluded from those basic needs. Exactly. You got to take some time to recharge your batteries. For sure. Speaking of recharging batteries... Um, I can't wait to go on vacation next week. Um, It should be interesting. I haven't been, I haven't been out of state in a while, um, but Maryland's not quite the hellhole it was for most of 2020. And of course it wasn't the hellhole that like New York was or New Jersey was or still is. So everything's, you know, relative. Um, But yeah, definitely happy to uh, get a change of scenery and where I'm going Jesse, so like if, if in the event that you are trying to get a hold of me while I am gone, I will not have very good cell service and I could not be happier about it. Yeah, I understand that. I totally get that. Yeah. And it also keeps you from looking at social media, which is a hellscape anyways. So <laughs> truly is poison. And um, it's, you know... I- I'm honestly looking forward to waking up and um, not allowing myself to immediately like get on Twitter or immediately get on Instagram and see what, you know, bad news I can bring into my <laughs> psyche early in the morning, like pre-coffee even, because I got a new percolator and dear God, that thing works a little too well. Um, <laughs> I have to like let my coffee sit for a good 10, 15 minutes before I can think about touching it with my lips. Um <laughs> But yeah, so I'm bringing, um, cause you know, I need a little touch of, uh, things to drive me crazy. So I'm bringing, um, I went on a crazy, like used books free. Um, don't hate me. I got them on Amazon, but I got them all used. So that's got to count for something, right? Um, 
fuck you, Jeff Bezos. So obviously you got uh, wish Mein didn't Kampf get to come back. and Das Kapital. Uh, well, I definitely got my Nazi reading uh, selections. Um, yeah, because you need to relax <laughs> no. and everything, so. I mean, that how, be- how better to relax? Um, but so what I did get, which I'm kind of interested in, you'll have to let me know if you've read this, but I got... Aldous Huxley's final novel called The Island. No, I've never read that. It sounds interesting. So the only other book of his I read was Brave New World. But, Mm -hmm. you know, considering that literally is what we're living in now, Mm -hmm. a weird mix of Brave New World, 1984, and Fahrenheit 451, Fahrenheit 451, for sure. I just had to buy myself another copy of that because I lent it to a friend and I'm never getting that thing back. (laughs) Um, And I don't even think like in a good way, like they love it and cherish it. It's just, they might have burned it actually, ironically. Who knows? Yeah. I left a lot of notes. I left a lot of notes in it. Like I'm a big highlighter and like note taker or lever in, um, in books. So he might not have liked the notes I left. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, so... Yeah, might as well like take some some dystopian um, adventure while I'm on my own vacation, right? <laughs> so I'll I'll uh, have to let you know how it is, and um, if there's anything I think worth talking about or taking away. But um, Aldous Huxley, he you know I think he did a lot of nonfiction too that I'd be kind of interested in reading, but also maybe a little scared too because even his fiction, you know, and quotes that I've heard from him like I feel I feel like I've heard like Monica and Brad on the prop report talk about certain like um quotes of his and they're almost like premonitions and predictions um I think there's like a video it's black and white of Aldous Huxley and talking about a brave new world like you know way later and I don't remember when it was but um I wish I could remember what it was called but it was uh, pretty telling that um, what he was even saying in that interview, like things were already starting to happen in that time frame years later after he finished it. Yikes. So, yeah, it's pretty. And you said it was in black and white. So, like, that was mm-hmm. aged yeah. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, this, it has been on a, um, like, the reality and world we're living in now, it isn't new it isn't just something that sprang up overnight i mean anybody listening to this podcast kind of knows and has been tracking this sort of thing for a while um you know depending on when you kind of maybe woke up um but i mean this kind of stuff has really been on the agenda for decades if not centuries if not honestly longer yeah i mean it's kind of strange you know though like I was just thinking, you know, a lot of us that have that take the time to read, um, you know, fiction and that that type of like that Aldous Huxley, Brave New World type of like dystopian mm-hmm. future book, nineteen eighty four. You know, I consider it research. Yeah, I feel like we <laughs> like we're a lot more alert to things that have been going on recently. So I'm just curious, like. Because I know for sure, like, some of my friends, quote-unquote friends, that uh, that have fallen for all, a lot of this stuff that's been going on um, over the past 10 years, they they never really were much of a, of a reader in the first place. And I just wonder if, like, 
there's something to be said about people who take the time and enjoy reading a good good novel, even if it is about yeah. dystopian futures. Yeah, I mean, I think you're you got a good point. Because, I mean, even somebody like me, I love to read, but I don't often give myself the time to. I almost like, it's not like that I don't deserve it, but it's, you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't always get to be the top priority. Um, but it really is like a gift you can give yourself. And even if like, it's a little bit <laughs> masochistic that we choose to read such dystopian novels and, um, you know, playbooks for... Uh, I'd say the world players. Um, I don't know. It, I've thought this, and you guys listening have probably thought this many times over the past year, uh, 18 months, or however long it's been. Um, I can't count. Um, but, you know, is it worth it for us to be more aware, to have that higher degree of um, of consciousness? Like, under greater understanding, at least as far, you know, we only know so much. We're all humble individuals. We are ignorant and we know nothing at the end of the day. Right. But I think, you know, I, we're fairly observant and, um, you know, we keep track of that and we track it with what we've historically read or seen or witnessed. Um, and I think that counts for something. So like, you know, I don't feel stupid at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> which is good, right? Well, and I think that um, I was talking about this with somebody a while ago, but it seems as though we really don't have, there's not a whole lot of new ideas, really. They're just kind of recycled and presented differently. So, um, and even with history, you know, we said like, never again after the Holocaust, but then the Balkans war happened and that that was yeah. a genocide. That was, they're trying to kill all the Bosnians. And, um, you know, like it, Rwanda happened. And, I mean, we repeat. And it's like we, we can put it in the forefront of our minds and try to say, like, this can't happen again. But it doesn't seem like it makes much of a difference. It seems like we still do it. And, um, I mean, in every, I mean, I could just list off all kinds of genocides. I mean, like, you know. Armenian. Yeah. I mean, the Armenian genocide, the Holocaust, um, they, they even tried to purge Jews in, in Soviet Russia. Um, yeah. and then, like I said, they tried to kill the Muslim Bosnians in Yugoslavia. They tried to kill the, was it the Tutsis and the Hutus, whatever, which one they were trying to completely eliminate, even though they all were the same. And, um, then you have people um, in Indonesia, you have the, uh, they were trying to just wipe out all the communists in Indonesia. And if you ever want to watch a really disturbing documentary, um, there's one that, that used to be on Netflix. I can't remember the name of it now, but. Um, Indonesia had a commie problem? <laughs> everybody did, apparently. <laughs> well, I mean, we still have a commie problem here. Um, yeah, but... it just goes to show you, you really can't. You can't kill an idea. So That's very true. Um and it, the thing is is communism fails everywhere it happens because people realize it's uh it doesn't account for everything. And I think really when it comes down to it, it's like um nobody's really all that unique and nobody's really all that special. <laughs> At the same time they are, <laughs> but it's like, you know, 
these ideas that, that they keep recycling over and over again, they're not unique or special ideas. And um, like now they're, who is it that people are talking about bringing back a monarchy now and how that would be better than what, than what we had, which maybe, I mean, but I think it depends on the monarch. And I think, um, you know, I'm not well versed in Hoppian <laughs> um, thought, but I think that's kind of, it comes from him. Yeah. And how much of a failure, honestly, democracy oh, is. Yeah. And um, like that the the power that a monarchy used to wield is now, I'd say further. Like, you know, they celebrate democracy as if like it's some way that each of us, every single one of us is empowered. We all have power, right? But that's not what democracy is, you know, it, like it just is really voting away your neighbor's rights and, um, or, you know, having the voting to have the government do for you and against your neighbor, um, you know, what it is you will. And that's not empowering. Um, and that's not even, honestly, like on some level, it's not even empowering like the voters that might win or, you know, whose candidate might win, give it like name, a um, Name a position or um, seat of power, right? Mm -hmm. Like, those people aren't winning. They think they're winning. Um, and it really, the only people that win are the actual people in power themselves and whoever kind of backed them financially to put them into play um, and who get to remain in close contact with them, their their ear or their, <laughs> their mouth and their ear, um, about, you know, about what they, what, about what they want. Yeah. Like how they're going to benefit and like, you know, that comes in the form of lobbyists, um, comes in the form of probably other more nefarious things that we don't really, I don't, like, I mean, I'm not the person at all to kind of point at a specific organization or group. I know like plenty of others do that and have well-researched positions and um, opinions on that. I don't want to point there though. Well, and, and I think the thing is, is like, uh, I get the idea of the monarchy because really, truly, one of the things I've always wondered is why did we just do four years terms for presidency? Because you can't get a lot done in four years. So you can. So it seems to me like it's a setup really to for failure in the first place, because, you know, a president will make and, all these, and whiplash. Yeah, I mean, a president will make all these promises that he knows he can't keep or she knows she can't keep. There's no way. And, um, but people will vote for them based off of those promises. And then every single time it's like clockwork, they yeah. get disappointed because they can't accomplish these things. But, you know, like a king, for example, has his lifetime to get these things accomplished. So I can sort of understand the idea of the monarch. But the problem is, like you said, what if you get a really shitty king? <laughs> And then you oh, have yeah. to deal I mean, with like, that for the rest of his life. Look at European history. Um, pick a country or region. And, um, you know, the countries that, as we know them today are completely different from the landscape that existed in, like, medieval Europe. And yeah. the, the, the various boundaries and countries. Like, there's a lot more countries now than there used to be. Um, and there were, I think there is such a good thing as like a good king, you know? And I think like the point you made and others would have made is that, um, there's more longevity. Like they have, um, actually I think Cam was just explaining to me, making sure I, I 
did get this right, but um, maybe you'll remember better. But so the, a monarch, especially one that's, you know, maybe not inbred or syphilitic and has some kind of fucking like mental disorder. Yeah. Like if they're a pretty sane person and, you know, um, <laughs> come from like good stock and, and, and I, you know, I'm not, I wasn't alive at that point. And, um, but there were people that would put their, their whole line in mind, like their, their genetic offspring, their, all their descendants, like they had those people in mind. They wanted to make sure that the kingdom they left for their, their children and their children's children was something that was prosperous, that was fruitful, that wasn't, um, subjected to another country's or region's tyrants, you know, there was some kind of, um, some kind of benefit, I guess, to the, to such a propriety, Mm -hmm. you know, that they had over. And I don't know, I think like what kind of evolved out of, um, England was, was not, you know, something to take lightly, you know, like the development of, um, the Magna Carta and, from that, like, you know, during further and later on during the Enlightenment movement, um, you know, the concept of natural rights and basically the stuff that did charge and inspire our American Revolution, mm-hmm. you know, that all came from yep. England, like when there were monarchies or when there was a monarchy there. Right. But and another thing to think about is like progress. You know, what exactly is progress? Um I was always, you know, thinking... It's a good question. Because <laughs> the progressive, like, you know, the progressive party, their idea of progress mm-hmm. is not exactly moving us forward in any direction. Um, especially when you're talking about, like, education. I feel like we're making people dumber. Um, and we're yep. we're keeping people from questioning, or we're trying to just... Not exactly keeping people, but we're discouraging people from questioning things. And... and yeah. It's all about inclusivity and conformity. Yeah, that to them progress is making everybody kind of conform into yeah. like these certain groups and to think like these certain ways. And to me, that means that you're basically like forcing people to kind of push aside any questions they might have or any new ideas to just kind mm-hmm. of fit in with the group when we could maybe actually make some real progress by allowing open exchange of ideas, you know, I mean, just when you look at just history in general, like looking at like new inventions that were made and um, yep. new, like medicine, for example, is a great example of that in psychology. Um, I was telling this to somebody the other day about psychology. It's like psychology was all about just making up new ideas and, and questioning them because the first, the father of psychology believed that we all had this like weird sexual desire for our mothers is that Freud? <laughs> yes. and if we never <laughs> yeah. questioned him we would still be yeah. th- psychoanalyzing people like this and we would also yeah. still be having uh transferable relationships with our patients that are inappropriate if you really think about it like one of the when i was in uh grad school i learned that it was it wasn't until like the 1970s that they finally made it illegal to have sex with your patients. Wow. Yeah. So imagine how many therapists had sexual relationships with their own patients. Can you yeah. imagine? In the name of their therapy and their treatment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I'm sure it really helped them out a lot. I mean, 
There are probably some willing participants. Um, well, that's the problem but- with some of your patients is they will because you're having a, <laughs> yeah, a no, very for intimate sure. relationship with them because they're you're probably the only person that listens to them. But that's yeah. not healthy and that's not what you want to do. Yep. And um, yeah, I think it took them until, I mean, it took psychoanalysis or, th- or psychology to the 1970s to realize, oh, maybe I shouldn't be having sex with my patients. Maybe I shouldn't bang my patients. I mean. <laughs> or like we shouldn't just like think it's okay that this doctor's banging, mm-hmm. you know, Lydia and Cecilia and Willow, you know, I'm, all his patients. I mean, just, I'm not going to go into all the details, but there's a lot of really disturbing, like the, like for example, hysteria, you know, you've heard yeah. that. Well, the word hyster mm-hmm. is Latin for uh, uh, your female parts. For your womb. Yeah. Like that's why a hysterectomy is that is that. So it used to be believed that if you would stimulate the womb digitally, you could cure hysteria. That means listeners, (laughs) that means with your finger. That means with your finger, not like digitally, like electronic. Yes. (laughs) Just to clarify. So that's like how sick people were um, when it came to early psychology. And the idea that women are only the the only ones that can be neurotic, and, and the reason for that uh, is because they have um, a vagina, they have a uterus. But yeah. it took Bur- birthing people. It took challenges. I mean, if you look at the history of Freud and Carl Jung and Alfred Adler, they often had falling outs with each other because they disagreed with Freud, and Freud wanted to be right about everything, and. Mm. Uh, Sounds like someone else we know, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, a couple people, but, but that's you know yeah, that's how you advance anything is by sometimes you have to have that argument, you have to have that disagreement. But I got to go yeah. get my cat because he's trying to get into stuff, and hopefully Cam can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Quick cat break. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Sorry, Cam. No worries. We're talking about pussies and my pussy was coming in that room destroying everything. (laughs) Not my female pussy, but my cat pussy. (laughs) To clarify. I hope that Cam doesn't put that in there. (laughs) I think he's going to like that a little too much. All right, so where were we at? (laughs) We're talking about how the science is absolutely not settled and the only way we actually progress as a society. Um, and, you know, it, it works as individuals on an individual level as well. But um, the only way we progress is by asking questions, by challenging the norms, by challenging authority. And it doesn't mean just like, you know, just criticizing and breaking tradition for mm-hmm. the sake of being rebellious or contrarian or different or unique or you know like it's about always just you know you know there's something there's value to like always keeping people on their toes yep not letting anybody get too comfortable with um with their positions their power their authority whether it's genuine or whether it's perceived so yeah we're talking about how sigmund freud's know-it-all pervert um yeah (laughs) 
(laughs) He was a co-king, too. Yeah, that's a little less surprising, I'd say. Um, Probably helped with some of his theories, I would say. But... I mean, it probably did drive some of that. But I do think that, um, you know, psychology has progressed quite a bit since then. And it still is in the process of, you know, changing. And it may not necessarily be in the best direction right now. Because I do see a lot of this normalization of of certain things like uh, transgenderism. Um, like, I think we might have embraced it too too easily to the point where we're like dealing with teenagers now who probably are just gay, you know, but now they think they have to go that extra step and that they're going to be transgendered now. And it, Uh Oh, did you just pull, did you just pull a JK Rowling? Oh yeah. That's another one. Like, and that's what, I mean, you know, just I, in my new job, I've, I'm working in psych now. And so I see that a lot. And, um, you know, it's not, the thing is, is like, I think a lot of these teenage girls and boys, but I see this, especially with girls is they think like, Oh, I really, I'm into chicks and I don't like to wear tight dresses and I don't like to show off my boobs. I like to wear loose fitting clothes. I don't like to wear makeup. So I guess that means I'm transgendered because I look like a boy. And, And, and not even just that it's to continue the process of, well, I, and because of that, that's how I think and feel, mm-hmm. you know, therefore I should change my gender. I should change my body. I should yeah, morph into something different. Yeah. And I see, that's what I see. And I'm like, well, why don't you just like, why don't you just like your body the way it is? Why don't you just like who you are? Cut your hair short, wear a flannel shirt and baggy pants and go date. And some chick's going to yeah, dig go, you. go crazy. Like, you don't have to... Yeah. No, no, don't go crazy, but, you know, <laughs> go have fun. <laughs> like, explore that, you know? But it doesn't necessarily mean that you aren't what you're born as and that you can't like yourself for who you are. And that's the only issue that I have, really. Like, I do think that there are people that are transgendered. Um, it's very rare. And actually, genetically speaking, there are literal people who are transgendered. Like they are, they yeah. present as one gender, but they have testes. Like they look like a woman, but they actually have testes and they have a vagina. So they are technically have both. And yeah, and, we learned about this in biology. Yeah. So and, and that's, um, but that's like way too, what's way too much science. And that really, it does happen. And that those, those people really do have, they really are confused about what they want to be because they literally could probably decide um, and they would be right cases, either way. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but I think we've made it so much that it's like, it's now a fad amongst teenagers I'm seeing. And it's really kind of sad because while they might, you know, they might have like their little small group of friends that understand them or feel the same way. The majority just isn't going to get it. And it really is confusing to a lot of people. Um, and that's one of the things I remember having to go into a room full of these girls and they all had boy names, but I'm passing out meds and the med sheet has their birth name on it. Oh, geez. So they're all getting mad at me cause I'm calling them by like, I'm dead naming them. And I'm like, you need to just like, give oh, me a second. I just met you. <laughs> okay. I just, I just met you and I'm reading one thing and I'm visual, I'm seeing another thing and 
I'm not about to get your meds mixed up. Who wants mixed up meds? Yeah. Right? And it's not that I don't have, I mean, if you want to be called Joe instead of, you know, Lacey, fine. I don't care. Like, I'm not, I don't give a shit about that. Um, I'm, I'm not going to make that argument. I don't need to be a Ben Shapiro about it, you know, whatever. But, uh, we'll call you Lacey. Yeah. I mean, I, if Chances you want to be called we need- something, I will, I'll give you that respect and I'll try to call you that. But the idea, I think that I, that I, where I see like it's becoming unhealthy is that, it, and I see this because I feel like the media and, you know, just like social media out there that really are targeting teenagers are telling people that they really should be offended. Like not just a little bit, like they should be livid if somebody calls you by your dead name. Well, they can, they're, they've elevated it to it. They've elevated it to the point where that they consider that bias. And and what ends up happening when you say that, okay, because I'm seeing it now firsthand. Um, I've seen, I've seen kids, lose it and gang up on they they become the bullies they gang up on people who don't get it and i'm talking about like where i'm at like i see young girls who they're new and they don't understand it either and they're looking at somebody and they're saying well my name is joe and they're like oh okay uh and they don't get it and because they don't get it these people are getting livid and they're getting so pissed off that they are physically assaulting people. And that's what happened with J.K. Rowling is people are like threatening to beat her, her They're threatening to kill her. Yeah. Guys, it's not that serious. Okay. Have we not been no. told like as children, as, as teenagers that, you know, there's, there's going to be people that don't like us for whatever reason is we still don't have the right to put our hands on people. We still don't have a right to, to be violent. We, nope. I was taught that. And I, was I don't understand that. like how we've lost, like how that now has turned into where if somebody doesn't get it and it's not even that they don't want to, they literally don't understand. Like I'm talking about some of these kids have cognitive delays. And so when you're telling them, when you look like a female, that you're a man and they see that you have boobs and you have a pretty face, whatever. And some of these people, like some of these people are saying that they're like boys, but I come in there and they're putting on eyeliner and lipstick. You're confusing the shit out of people. All right. There's something wrong there. Don't act like this is easy to understand. It's not. And you don't have a right to get, you don't, in my opinion, you just don't have a right to be that level of mad. Well, yeah, I, nobody has nobody has the right to be offended. Like these are, and I like, give these kids that doesn't count for anything. I know they're kids, but there are yep. adults that act like this. Well, there are there are adults, and I guess maybe maybe some of them, maybe not all of them. It really depends, you know, on a case by case basis. Like, but the reason we're seeing this uptick is, I think, well, besides like you know the fact that they are poisoning us with various chemicals including endocrine disruptors so our our hormones are out of whack like both male and female like we are disturbed on a cellular level (laughs) like what's going on here and um but then just like psychologically the world is in turmoil or at least that's all you're told and all people see if they if they choose to check in and or if they don't choose to check in it's what they're forced to um listen to and espouse and then repeat and then 
put, fill in your fill in the blank test, you know, at school. Like this is what they're being programmed to believe. And, you know, it's so like you were saying, like some of these are, um, you know, kids that believe or that are totally wrapped up in this. And then like a, a even greater issue is the adults that it's the adults that are kind of overly encouraging this. Yeah. And I think it's out of fear, you know, like some of it might be fear for fear for offending somebody it, or offending the, um, like the, uh, I don't even know, um, like what you would call it, the, the, the thought creators mm-hmm. or the influencers or it's like, I think that there are these, know, like what fe- to, these women who oh. are feminists and they want to, there's like a huge push to, I don't know, what's the word I'm thinking of to virtue signal, uh, they're that they are sensitive to the point they're willing to sacrifice their own children to the cause like and it's i mean we're seeing it left and right with not just this but i mean people are doing it with um you know with the vaccines even um you know they're letting their kids be part of these experiments and they because they think that's for the greater good i think they think that well if i let my son cross-dress it's for the greater good but really, they're exposing their child to early sexualization. And really, um, I don't think that kids really should be worried about anything sexual until they go through puberty. You know, when they're prepubescent and they're just about there, then maybe we can talk about it. But, I mean, the problem with... Yeah, leave them alone before yeah, that. The problem with Please. all tra- this transgendered stuff is you're... In, it's not that it's like, oh, Billy wants to be a girl or... Susie wants to be a boy. It's like you're having them think about their genitals way too much and worry about something yeah. like hyper focused yeah. on something that you know is weird. Like it, yeah, we're, we're weird. We're animals. Like you and, know, and I, I don't know if you've noticed this, <laughs> but I've been thinking about this for a long time. Like I really do feel like the left is very neurotic and have have a lot of psychological issues because a lot of the things that they grasp onto for their causes are things they have very little control over in the first place, like climate Mm. being one, like the most prominent one for the longest time. I mean, they thought like we just, if we can just do all these things, we can bring the climate down like (laughs) 0.001% or something. And to them, that was like a significant number and it's not. And, um, and, but the thing is, is like the way, only way that that would work is if you can make everybody on the planet, think exactly the same way that you think and think it's as important as you think it is. And that will never happen. Yeah. It just won't. But that, that, that's their constant struggle. And that's why they're very unhappy people. Generally. There's always the struggle to control other people's thoughts and and behaviors. And the transgender thing is just a new thing. I mean, gun control was one of those things as well. It's like, if we could just take the guns away from everybody, just then we eliminate the problem that criminals have. And it's like, but you can't, First off, there's more guns on the, in this country than there are people. And second off, yep. um, you're still going to have problems with guns because criminals still get guns and you're completely unable to grasp that concept for whatever reason. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, Well, I think it, it goes right back to what you just said. Like their vision and goal and like whole their drive is so that everybody thinks like they do and that's how they get their validation right so if they want like if they want more than anything for everybody to think like they do well then thus 
there can be no bad people with guns, right? It just, they don't exist. Mm -hmm. They don't take those people into account because like after every turn, after every topic, they have a very hard time relating to the other. And I think it's like what you just said. It's because what they want and what they need is, um, and maybe it's the high level of uh, neuroticism. And I'm not saying that that the right doesn't have their things too. They do. It just seems like the right's got a lot of blind spots. The left has a lot of little projects that they want to have (laughs) control over that they really have no control over. I mean, you just uh, the most. But but they'd love to throw a. They'd love to throw a bureaucracy at it. I know. And the thing, my here's my last little thing I was going to say about transgenderism. My, I don't, like I, like I said, I do believe that there are people that have that issue that naturally have it. And, yep. but I think that's few and far between, but it still doesn't change the fact that these people still struggle with their identity. And, you know, if you, if you're a, um, if you're a psych buff, you know, that Erickson has these like hierarchy or this like uh, these little tasks that we have to go through, like trust versus mistrust when you're born. If you never develop a trust with a mother or father figure, then you go on to, you, you, you develop distrust. And so that you bring that into the next level, which is... I've never heard of yeah. these. What else is there? Eric Erickson's, I think they're, um, I can't remember what they're called. But it's, um, but as so, an adolescent, yeah, like, you're... Like that's like a... Like a stepping yeah. stone sort you of have thing? The, you learn, develop trust or you develop distrust. And then I think it's like, um, hmm. uh, I can't remember what it is for like toddlerhood, but I know that um, in adolescence, like it is identity versus um, something else. Like basically like confusion. What's the opposite? Um, hmm. Yeah. So that's what I see a lot of. And um, when people are talking about being transgendered, it seems to happen a lot during adolescence. And what, I mean, what is so confusing about that period of time when you're a transgender is if you haven't decided what gender you are, how do you know who you are as a person? Yeah. How do you fit yourself into the world? So, um, believe it or not, A lot of these transgender people did identify as something, um, as one gender or another up until that point. They didn't realize it because sometimes it's innate in you that you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a girl. I have these parts. I'm a boy. I have these parts. And then. And I have these feelings and, you know, we don't know on a, we don't know exactly what's going on, but like we do have chemicals and hormones in us that are driving us to make choices um, have preferences mm-hmm. like that is real yes and if you don't know who you are you become a very chaotic person because you start trying out a lot of different things to try and find out where you fit and uh, that yeah. makes that is normal you're like if you have if you yeah. don't know what gender you are you're going to try out all these different identities you're going to that you're going to dress up like a girl you're going to date only men or boys or that's what you're going to be attracted to and you're going to try out, like, you know, like kids do anyways. You're going to listen to certain kinds of music, or you're going to get into certain types of entertainment. And um, that's how you're going to try and make sense of yourself. But at the, but the most basic thing that we all learn as children of what gender we are, that still is all like a missing piece. And so 
what you're going to see with people who are transgendered is you're going to see them become depressed. They're, they're going to be very anxious and they're going to be easily triggered by a lot of things because everything hurts their feelings. They're like a, you know, they're, they're like a burn victim. Every little thing hurts. And so you can be like Ben Shapiro and make fun of them and tell them that they're like, you know, stupid or i mean i think they're victims of child abuse and a lot of them are especially young boys i see that a lot and actually the same thing with girls too and it's um you know in my opinion like i said i think that a lot of times they they really are probably just gay they just took it a step further than they really needed to and there's no and the problem is is that now in society there's not a voice of reason to kind of help them step back and say you know maybe you're just gay and maybe you're just gay you're still a girl right? or you're still a boy but and maybe you just like to wear girls clothes i mean whatever that's whatever we make Do fun you. of boy you know i think that's kind of funny how like we make fun of um boys who want to wear girls clothes but girls wear men's clothes all the time have you noticed that? Uh, yeah. And it's like normal. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why that is, but. Well, uh, and, and or like they, they've feminized males clothes, like, you know, a pantsuit. Women didn't wear pants. They, you know, that's a fairly recent thing in terms of human yeah. history. And, but you know, what they don't do is they don't masculinize a dress. I mean, I don't, wouldn't, I wouldn't want them to. I don't think it's a good idea. We've seen <laughs> examples maybe on like runways and they look like yeah, shit. Look so <laughs> they don't look good. It just doesn't work out that way. You know, there are very distinct energies and I think very distinct genders. And see, I'm older and, and I remember. And sexes. <laughs> like, I remember there actually was, I mean, there was a thing called cross-dressing. And it didn't necessarily mean that yeah. you were gay. Sometimes straight men would, cro- would cross-dress and that would be like their fetish, you know. But we made it into like a thing, a much bigger thing than it really probably needed to be. Like, you know, sometimes I think that that's our problem as a society is that we make yeah. a bigger deal out of things than it really is. And sometimes it's just really what it it is what it is, and you don't have to draw much more from it than it than that. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I'm making sense, but yeah, it's like sometimes some guys like to wear pantyhose because that's their fetish. It has nothing to do with the fact that they want to be women, but we've made it such a issue that now, like, if a guy has wants to wear pantyhose, he has to have that whole conversation with himself and say, like, well, maybe I want to be a woman. You know, yeah. and maybe he doesn't. I'm just saying. That's just my. Maybe he just he likes being a he. But he just likes wearing pantyhose. Yeah, too. I mean, I will say I had a friend in grad school whose husband was a crossdresser, and it was they had multiple children, and it was kind of like their little fetish that they had. Did she crossdress? No, I mean he would wear her clothes, <laughs> and it was kind of like like he would help her pick out pantyhose and stuff so whatever i guess she liked it but i'm just saying like Uh, yeah i mean again two consenting adults have at it yeah so um pass i'll i'll pass on (laughs) on that my partners will not be cross-dressing yeah i mean but it's like totally okay for you to wear your boyfriend's hoodie you know yeah (laughs) i steal i steal whenever i can (laughs) Whatever. You know, that's a, 
you know, me conquering the patriarchy. Let me just steal their sweatshirts. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that, like I said, I think we make we make problems more complicated than they need to be, and sometimes they're not problems. Like, well, yeah. And, I, and sometimes and I think that the left makes they try to normalize things, but they really aren't normalizing them. If that makes sense, like they're making it actually a problem. Well, they're pointing it out in a way and like putting people almost on display yeah. like make making them kind of and I'm and like you know don't take this the wrong way anybody listening but like making it more of a spectacle making them more of a freak show yeah. like they're putting them out it's like you know some people and maybe stars and celebrities think like any press is good press and it's like this isn't good this isn't really good press you yeah, know like Demi Lovato um, saying that she's whatever pansexual now and um I don't even know I think it was less clear than even that. I don't, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. But I mean, I just feel like the problem is, Actually, is that they've made it into such a joke that nobody gives a shit and they think they make fun of you well, for it now. Yeah. And it really probably and shouldn't that, be something that we make fun of because like I, I, know. Like I see these kids really struggle with it and they're suicidal, some of them, and, and they're willing to yeah. attack each other and beat each other up. It really is a problem. But then you have like celebrities like Demi Lovato and they making it into almost like a joke and a spectacle, like you said. Or um, I think, was it Sam Smith who, and it was a couple years ago, but remember he came out as a they? Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. And it's like, okay, well that's, there's a diagnosis for somebody who believes they're, there's, they're more than one of them. Like, I, I, I will not get on board with a, a singular versus a plural you are not multiple people at the same time. You are not a they. Yeah, it's just not. He is and not it, a they. Really, at the end of the day, like I don't think that these people get taken seriously. Like you said, they become a spectacle and um, something that you kind of have to like, almost like something like someone that you have to walk on eggshells around. Like you know, they're too they're too sensitive that they can't handle like just a normal conversation. Uh, yeah, basically, all my friends on the left. Yeah, and that's what's sad. Like how how good a how good a conversation can I have with those people? Not really good. And so, like honestly, like I've stopped hanging out with and talking to a lot of them because, like, small talk only gets you so far and only connects you with another person so much. It's like the freedom to kind of not be afraid you're going to say something offensive, and you know it's not the point to just be an asshole and like to say all the offensive shit that you can. But there's like you know, there's a dance, there's a mutual respect you have to have for the other person. And, um, but you know, it's not easy when you know that they're not going to be able to entertain your ideas, your opinions, your beliefs. And that's the case for me in a lot of instances. Yeah. And the thing is, it's really sad. It's not really like I, it's not that I am not tolerant or that I won't respect people wanting to be called whatever, but I ask myself, is this somebody that I can let loose and just be myself around? And if it's not, I don't, I'm, I'm at an age where I don't, life's too short. I don't don't waste my time with that. I want to enjoy spending time with my friends and my family. And unfortunately I lost some friends because of Mm -hmm. difference, just because of that reason, because we couldn't relax around each other. We couldn't be ourselves. Um, so what's the point, you know? Yeah. And that's the unfortunate side of all of this stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, the left, ha- they're going to have to 
somebody is going to have to give at some point. You have to realize you can't, you can't control the weather. You can't control how people think about each other. You can't control. You can't control a virus. You can't control a virus, guys. I'm sorry. You try to <laughs> you try to control it with this goddamn uh, vaccine, but you made a variant. <laughs> you know, thanks. Or, or a number of them. And yeah. the people that are getting Way sick. I mean, from what I'm looking at, the majority of the people that are getting sick that they're reporting in the news, at least, are people who've been vaccinated. So why do we do all this? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I. Th- yeah, I think a lot of the information that is out there right now is purposefully conflicting. But, you know, what I try to take into account is, okay, well, so here's the information I'm getting from, you know, the corporate press, the media, the elites, um, the world shapers. And then here's the information I'm getting it from people who have been questioning all year, who have generally been producing good and important and sound content. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, are is the... The people that I've been in disagreement with all year, and and this is a good, like, you know, mental exercise and check, though. Like, you know, we all have to always keep on top of, are we just following people, like, you know, um, spokespeople? Are we just following figures? Or are we actually, you know, taking into account maybe what both sides are saying and then kind of using your your common sense, your your ability to think critically in your reasoning to figure out like, all right, well, so, you know, the truth is probably somewhere between here, but it's going to lean closer to one side or the other. So, you know, the people who've been lying to us all, all year and what they keep saying is that, well, no, it's only the unvaccinated, like the unvaccinated are the disease, for example, right? That's what they're saying, but they've been wrong this entire year. They're wrong about everything. They're wrong about econo- economics. They're wrong about foreign policy. They're wrong about, ev- they're wrong about the, stupid fucking gender argument we just had they're wrong about everything so why on earth am i going to completely just believe what it is that they're putting out there it's it's convenient considering especially because there is this other conflicting information and that kind of does align with more with like what i've seen with my own two eyes like what i think are more natural trends just because I feel like, you know, I'm not trying to get on board with, like, this hip progressive science, which isn't science. I'm trying to stick to, like, basic observation and, you know, following patterns and solving problems. You know, like, really, like, the nuts and bolts of stuff. Yeah. And and that's the thing. It's like I said, like, with the transgender thing, like, maybe we need to have some people, like, a voice of reason, like, an older person who is gay who has gone who actually has gone through all the discrimination and all the trials and tribulations that that gay people had to go through in the 80s and 90s and talk to these youth and tell them like you know you don't have to necessarily think of yourself as another gender you can still be your gender and it's okay and like the same gender yeah honestly where are those I don't people? know like, and that's the thing I don't understand I think the I think it is almost like this um they don't like it's I think that gay people probably do feel this way that, and that some have spoken out that they feel like the transgender movement is is kind of silencing or erasing gay people and and co-opting yeah. their because they're saying their that because they're attracted to men and they want to be more feminine that they are transgendered instead of actually just being gay. And I mean, this is probably going to be like our most controversial episode we've ever done. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do feel like um, 
that 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 the the men and women that actually were going through like the AIDS crisis and just the 80s and 90s when it was really a struggle to be gay. What like the Harvey yes. Milk era? When was that? Uh, and they were being blamed for AIDS basically. So it was like a yeah. it was like a big thing. They they really did go through a lot and they probably have PTSD from some of the things they experience. And here they see these teenage kids who are like, well, I just like to wear a flannel shirt and I like to cut my hair short. So I guess that makes me a dude. That probably pisses them off. Because they're yeah, like, what did I, I fight for? Yeah. I mean, that's just what I'm thinking. And that's what I've heard. But it's yeah. not the popular or the okay way to think, I guess. Yeah. And Well, I mean, you know, all those, all those kinds of pet, pet groups, pet minorities, honestly, like, they're generally something that the left kind of creates and props up and there we go back to what we were just talking about earlier is that they have to make it's all about conformity everybody's got to think the same thing so like all gay people have to be the exact same like they all have to vote the same way they all have to talk the same way and dress the same way and you know start the same tv shows but but if you i mean it's not like that at all if you're a lesbian that is conservative or a gay man who is conservative you get treated like trash by your own yeah. people, like by the, your own people you were attracted You're to. You're basically a yeah. subspecies. Um, and so it's like, it's like being a, a black conservative female. Like you get called all kinds of racist names and yeah. same thing with some of these, um, these, these lesbians or, um, or gay men who either are, conservative or libertarian or whatever that's if they're not on the left um then they get abused verbally physically um i mean i don't know if you have you ever seen that video there was like there is a video on youtube maybe it got pulled but um you know blair white yeah i haven't seen much of her anymore she used to be a lot more um prominent yeah she there's a video of her where she does this experiment downtown new york she where she puts mm-hmm. on a maga hat just to see what happens she got physically assaulted multiple times i'm not surprised and um so i'm just saying you don't have you don't have to be trans and wearing a maga hat to get assaulted yeah. you can you know i mean she got she <laughs> like her nail got broken like oh it was bad Oy. but um I was just thinking, like, and Blair White's been, she's been abused and threatened and all kinds of things by other trans and other gay people. So it's just... Um, and, and leftists. Yeah, it's just sad. Um, yeah. But, I don't know. Um, that That's just an issue that I feel like uh, I just felt like talking about because I'm seeing it more now at in what I do for a living and I see a lot of young people kind of growing up and it makes me a little bit worried for them because, um, if they don't know how to, I mean, that's my, that's my biggest thing. It's like, if they don't know who they are, if they don't try to find out who that they are and what their identity is, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a pretty picture for them as adults. And, you know, I don't know. I think even as a, even as like a non-trans or non-gender questioning or, you know, whatever you want to call it, even somebody who's like not to, again, just use words that might be offensive to some, 
uh, and, and you'll laugh, but the word normal. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so even if you're born just as is and, you know, your chemicals are imbalanced, your hormones are working, like you're developing the parts you're supposed to based on which chromosomes you have. Like even if you are born, quote unquote, normal. Yeah. Life is hard. The whole human existence, like, you know, God told Adam and, and Eve, like, it's going to be shit from here on out because you guys woke yeah. up because you ate this fruit that I told you not to. And uh, don't you try to blame Eve for it because you chose to do it. And, um, you know, like, it is hard to be a human, period. And so I, I, I mean, it makes me back to our little uh, conspiracy corner and that part of our brain where I think there's a reason for, you know, everything like and what we see is the reaction and the response to something out there. So like if this is sort of like being called to such dramatic and heightened attention, you know, there's a reason for it. Somebody pushed those buttons. Somebody like sparked that idea. Somebody is funding that. Somebody is putting effort and energy into that. So, you know, I think there's probably a reason for that and that we're seeing this. And, you know, I mentioned the chemicals earlier, but there does seem to be some sort of agenda, some sort of drive. And, you know, a couple things come to mind, but like, you know, speaking of Valdis Huxley and the Brave New World, mm -hmm. like it's a super sexualized yes. existence for those people. Basically, it's just like, yeah, go go bang this guy, go bang this chick. And sorry, I'm saying a bang a lot on this episode. And they're episode, even but putting I children. I don't want to drop even introducing it to children at a very young age, which I think that's what transgenderism is doing, is introducing sexual ideas to young children yeah. at a way too young age for them to even comprehend. Yeah, no, it's, 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 <laughs> it's a slippery slope, and I'm not the first one who said it, and people before honestly weren't wrong again here goes our most controversial episode um yeah <laughs> but so what was i saying oh so like i think it's part of like this preferring us to conform preferring us to be all a collective like you know it'd be better if for the rulers right if humans didn't have these two speed two um two genders and that work and depend on each other so much like you know like a healthy thriving relationship between two people and okay again continuing the controversy uh a male and a female perhaps like the opposites the yin and the yang like mm -hmm. melding together like what's more important than them and their life and what they're creating and and their existence but like if they throw a monkey wrench into that like they've done with you know separating the black family separating any family at this point they're ready to they're ready to tear apart everybody. And, you know, it's a lot easier for us to be controlled if we have, you know, no no family, no friend group, no, like, honestly, like, monogamous sexual partner mm -hmm. or, you know, you know, being in a relationship. If we have less of that, we have less sort of, I think, you know, Less of a support system, for sure. And so we're, I, we're probably going to be easily, more easily um, malleable, manipulated, yeah. and conformed because we won't have our own identity. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's really important. Um, I was just going to say real quickly, like, the, so the Eric Erickson theory, um, it goes over all of the different um, stages that we go through. It's called the stages of psychological development. 
The first one is trust versus mistrust. Um, autonomy versus shame. So that's like as a toddler, you're learning how to, to do certain things on your own. Like mm. how to feed yeah. yourself, things like that. Um, initiative versus guilt. Um, industry versus inferiority. Identity versus role confusion. That's the adolescent phrase. Oh, jeez. And then yeah. young adulthood, intimacy versus isolation. That's where you develop your relationships. Oh, God, your, yeah. Find your partner, right? Yeah. Generativity versus stagnation. So um, it's kind of like as a parent, as a working adult, like are you contributing or are you just feeding off the system basically? Ego integrity, or yeah, ego integrity versus despair. Um, so that's basically when you look back on your life as an older adult, did you have, did you contribute or were you proud of your moments or were you not? So, I mean, that's a tough question. Can you imagine though? It's like, and I think like you were saying, like some of these kids who are having issues with that role confusion, can you imagine like, if you're, let's say you're, you grew up in an abusive home, you were, let's say you were molested or abused by a parent. There's, you start yeah. off without trusting anyone, right? Yep. And then if you can't trust anyone around you, then that sets the stage for all the other developmental stages you have to go through. Because if you can't trust the adults in your life, how do you know how to be autonomous? How do you know how to be on your own when you're constantly how can you, in this? How can you trust yourself? Yeah, you're in a constant exactly. state of self-protection. So, I mean, that's all I'm saying is that, like, that's where mm. a lot of these people are. I don't know the answer yeah. to all this stuff. I'm just saying, like, we probably need to be a little bit more thoughtful of it. Think about it a little bit harder than we have been. Well, that's generally good advice overall <laughs> and across the board. Honestly, everybody... And, you know, ourselves included, we could all be a little bit more thoughtful, you know? I mean, it just, just takes a little, a little bit, bit of time and effort. Think a little bit more, you big yeah, dummy. Quit, quit <laughs> responding to everything emotionally. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think um, definitely don't let your emotions control you. But um, you have to kind of be aware that that's even a possibility. Yeah, I know. But on the, and you have to be open to that being an idea, you know, or in a possibility. And if you've ever watched, like, I mean, have you watched MSNBC or any of that recently? Like the the I can't no. The I don't. if you just watch the um the the newscasters, like they're all emotional. Like they get like or even just like the Young Turks. Have you ever watched like the Young Turks? Like any of those clips? Like not in a while. But are they, makes me do so they still stressed have a out just looking channel? at her because she's she's always like so upset and like so histrionic. Like I can't relax Ooh. just watching that. And when you're watching the news, you just feel like you're being yelled at because this person is like emotional all over the television. Yeah, no, it's, it's a beating. Yeah. These and what I what, what it's we war. need as a society is we need more people to just calm down. Yeah. Like you don't need to be so I mean, hyped up all the time. And that's what we're, I see, I think that our society is seeing all the time, like especially when we're talking about in recent times, like COVID or the la- the elections. It's like, oh, what was it like uh, that last, one of the posts that we had on Instagram was about um, the Georgia elections found that there was actually fraud. Oh my gosh. And the, 
evidence of it. There yeah. were people that were losing their mind on on our They're Instagram. Like, no, you love Trump. Yeah, <laughs> it's like who? Like I don't even know who you're talking about it's anymore. Like there's no nuance. There's no like NPC. No ability to think a little bit d- deeper or or a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. So. Since so many people out there can't keep their cool, it's uh, all the more reason that we need to own it and make sure we're in more control than than them. Because, you know, that'll, I think, keep us at the advantage. It'll make us less controllable by others, by emotions. So I think, you know, that's, it's hard and, you know, it's constant effort for all of us, but, um, you know, it's it's worth it. That's how you keep yourself free. You know, it's really hard. It's really what? hard being super attractive and <laughs> people just you know, Jesse, you a good thing way when you're really pretty. Jesse, good thing don't you don't you have red hair also because <laughs> then that would be just like a w- double whammy. Like you'd be like too good looking and your hair would be like too red. Oh, I know. Because that's a rare hair color, by the way. So it's like two by things. You're rare and you're beautiful and nobody takes you seriously. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I'd do yeah. that. It's, you know, anybody anybody from any type in any group can uh, apparently make themselves a victim. Yeah. Um, but it's not a good look, so don't do that. You know, basically, like, our whole two years of podcast theme, like, one of them I'd say is, you're not a victim, don't be a victim, don't play the victim. Yeah. Like, you know. Look at your own, look at some of your own behavior and find out like maybe why things are happening the certain way that they're happening and you might be yeah, able to I'd fix say that. That's another pretty important constant theme of ours. <laughs> it, it Like your behavior is going to affect your entire world. So just so you guys don't, so you know what we're talking about, like me and Maddie had a really good episode with Craig from the Unbeaten Path, um, AKA Typo's dad from <laughs> from biting the bullet and one of the questions awesome. one of the things he asked family. us was or he actually assumed that we were just getting he assumed unsolicited flooded with yeah, dick pics just, we were just like going and it was happening left and right but guys yeah just drowning i'm gonna say right now like we have the best listeners and fans and followers and 90% yeah. of them are guys, and we have had zero dick pics in our DMs. I don't think anybody's yeah. ever tried to solicit us for anything. Um, no. And I think it has 100% to do Not even a with little how bit. we present ourselves. <laughs> we don't put our faces out there all that much. We definitely don't. Like, my, our tits yeah, aren't on display. My favorite is when I see um, a a female saying, Oh, look at my new t-shirt. Oh, sorry that my boobs are so big. I'm not trying to show them off. And it's like, yeah, you are. Cause your shirt is yeah, like are. skin tight. So it's obvious. Like, do you shop at the baby? Gap? <laughs> exactly. So I, I'm, I'm not a victim blamer, but I'm also going to say like, um, you know, the attention you get is probably because of how you present yourself. Because we don't There's have usually that problem. some correlation there. And our there. name of our podcast is the Voluntary Vixens, and you would think like we've <laughs> we've got the hottest name show out there. So so yeah. I mean, you know, it's not wrong, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's just my favorite. No, though. yeah. So explaining um 
to people. And actually, it wasn't just Craig. Like, I feel like anytime you and I end up talking to, especially a group of libertarian guys or just anybody in this podcast sphere that we've been on with, I feel like the questions always come up. Like, you know, you're girls, you're libertarian-esque girls. Mm -hmm. And it's a sausage party, fact. Um, (laughs) You know, so like, you just must be getting flooded. And it's like, nah, I mean, guys are... Like, I'm again, like you said, we do have the best listenership and fan base. And so we get questions about like history and economics and praxeology. Like, we love you guys. I mean, like, just today, (laughs) somebody tried to send us an article, a guy tried to send us an article about how alcohol um, does suppress testosterone, but it wouldn't let him send it. And we got into a nice conversation about censorship. And then it led to Antarctica. And it was great. I know. I, I want to listen to that video he shared with us. And then then we'll see if I believe in a round world or not anymore. Yeah, I mean like but kind of kind of like gals if you're attracting a certain type of guy I mean it wouldn't yeah. hurt to probably look at yourself a little bit. Just take a quick Just peek, saying. you know. What's your what's the latest picture you posted of yourself look like? How many body parts are exposed? How much skin? What's the skin to photo square ratio? Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how many times, like, Twitter Ladies. drives me crazy, but I cannot tell you how many times I have seen so many girls post things like... I've, I've legitimately unfollowed friends of mine yeah. because they were posting selfies and, and you know, even well, some I mean, that, like, not... I, I just hate selfies. Like, I love you. I love your, you as a person, right? But, like, don't just show... Just don't blow up my scene with your selfies. Like, go dance in front of the mirror, but don't share that with yeah, us. Yeah, or they would say things like, uh, what, you know, I'm horny right now, and, th- like, literally saying stuff oh, like yeah. that. And I'm like, why? Thir- thir- thirsty Liberty Twitter is, uh... And really, I'm Guys listening say, right now are probably like, ooh, where? Yeah, go ha- have fun All with my that. life, I have met, I've, I've known all kinds of people, and I will just say, like, I've never met a girl who couldn't get laid. I, it didn't matter what she looked yeah, like. Facts. So you don't. Ha- if you're moderately attractive and you happen to be a libertarian, I have a feeling you're not going to have a hard time. You don't have to. You don't have to go out there and put yourself out there like that and try that hard. It looks desperate. Because honestly, like, well, and then yeah, like you said though, the kind of um, attention you put out there might not really be the attention you want yeah. actually coming back at you and. It can honestly put you in some dangerous situations in the real world, you know? Like, entire life isn't just behind the screen. Like, people can find you. You don't want them to. Like, sick bastards are out there. So, like, ladies, again, let's, you know, let's not uh, show the world your secrets. Yeah, I mean, like, like I was saying, it's like, guys are going to be attracted to you anyways, you didn't have to go that extra little mile. Like you don't have to. You don't yeah. even have to, don't even have to try. Like I know for a fact a lot of these girls are super smart. They're libertarians. They're anarchists. They clearly are smart. Yeah. They they they, they thought yeah. things through a little bit harder than most people did. So they when it comes to like the opposite sex, you really don't have to try that hard. You're already like a thousand mm-hmm. steps ahead of most women. Just saying. yeah, just you know. Keep, and yes, keep doing you might that. have red hair. That's great. It's great. We love redheads too. Yep. Well, on that interesting note, um, shall we sign out for the evening? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So mention this. 
mentioned this earlier, but, um, you know, we kind of took a break from, I, I think, I don't know, maybe guys, like, give us feedback. I mean, I think we've been getting good feedback and responses and encouragement based on our on our year thus far, right? So here we are, midway through 2021. We've had on basically all guests all year. And while that might not always be possible and scheduling changes, you know, might present issues and I don't know. I feel like there's no limit to interesting people to talk to. And I, I love like meeting new people and having these conversations. So, I mean, I intend to keep that up and, you know, definitely let us know listeners. Um, but yeah, so, you know, July, we took a bit of a break. Um, let Cam catch up on our uh, vigorous <laughs> recording um, seasons, I'll say. And yeah, but we've got people in mind, um, maybe some old and new voices in August and, and onward, you know, we'll see where this takes us. But, you know, I have a shout out, though. Do it. Um, we got, um, is it Chris from True Hemp Science? Is it Chris? So yes. he gave us a bunch of like free stuff. And I, it's been taking me a long time to go through some of it. But I just want to shout him out. For, like, thank you for all the free stuff that you gave us. I'm still going uh, through this, but I do like this, like, um, this, what is it called? Like, it's um, a salve that he gave, and you put it on your yeah, skin, yeah, and yeah. it's, like, really... It's, like, skin food, yes, I think he calls it. Like, it's amazing. Actually, that might, be, that might be what I need to put on my recovering yellow jacket sting that's still itchy and, and annoying. So, thank you for reminding me, but also... Thank you, Chris, from True Hemp Science, because I have in my hands this number 19 full-spectrum CBD oil, and it's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's been a really good, um, like, I kind of ran out of the sort of MCT-style um, CBD oil that I was using before, um, and so he was like, I, I know exactly what, is, what to send you. This must be it, honestly, because it's filled that gap very nicely, but super helpful for relaxation purposes and you know i'm trying to cut back on some booze again because it just you know catches up with you like you end up drinking like every weekend it's the summer who doesn't want a margarita (laughs) um but it's empty calories and honestly i feel so much better when i'm not drinking and there's no hangover and there's no um dehydration of any of any sort so this has been very nice and uh thank you chris and i'm still going through everything so i'll probably keep talking about more things as yeah. I try them. And then I, I actually probably have crush questions for Chris. So I'll have to reconnect <laughs> yeah. with him. It was quite a goodie bag. Um but yeah, so you guys know where to find us. Um for now our best uh means of communication is Instagram. Um we're on Twitter. That's also good for the time being. Email I feel like would be one of the last things they would ever take away from us. So uh voluntaryvixens at gmail dot com. Um, yeah, and we'll see what kind of other maybe platforms or, um, especially after this sites show, we might have, we host, might be completely right. deplatformed, so you might have to email well, us. <laughs> everyone might hate us after this, so, you know what, maybe everything we're saying now is irrelevant because <laughs> we've already lost, we've already lost all our followers, um, because opinions. So, yeah. Anything else for this round, Jesse? No, just. All right, well, Bixies, we'll catch you either later this month or in August. Um, we might be releasing some um, like recorded episodes of ours on somebody else's podcast, so like a swap cast. So 
we'll uh you'll you'll maybe see some other fun stuff from us um popping up in your feed so check those out i know jesse and i both i i had a lot of fun mm-hmm. so on each of the each of those instances um of late it's always fun to go on somebody else's podcast and let them drive the car yeah. <laughs> i'm just along for the ride so yeah um you'll either catch one of those or uh you'll catch us soon so everybody in the meantime keep it sane keep it peaceful and keep it voluntary <laughs> <laughs>